You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. It's always a joy to come before you to share the word of God. I'm your host, Helena Langley. And I'm Glennis Langley. And today we want to continue where we left off the last time we came before you, talking about the power of hope. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You remember last week, man, we had a wonderful time talking about the power of hope. Hope is an important part of our lives. In Christ in us, the Bible says, and we will talk about that later on again, is the hope of glory. So last week we made mention of dying hope and what produces such symptoms. So we want to continue today about what produces these symptoms of dying hope. What causes that? And here we get right into the lesson today. So we have the symptoms of fear. There are several people in the Bible that went through the same thing that we are going through today. We think about Elijah, how he was afraid of Jezebel. He had just killed 800 false prophets, and yet he heard that this lady was coming after him, and he got so afraid that he hid from her. Can you imagine that? Killing 800 people, and just one person who is coming after him, and he was afraid. You know, Moses was fearful. When God told him to go to Pharaoh, and I, I don't know, probably I would be too, and probably you would be too, but Moses was fearful when God told him to go and tell Pharaoh the message that God gave to him. Moses was afraid. And we can spend a lot of time today telling you about other people who was afraid, who was fearful, you know. Us, many of us today are like that. We are fearful of what tomorrow is going to bring. But Jesus tells us in his word that we should not worry about tomorrow because he will take care of that. He says, man, listen, he can take care of the sparrow and can take care of the lily that's in the field. And more so, he can take care of us as his people. Glory be to God. Another symptom of hopelessness is discouragement. And we think about David. He went through a lot. At one time, they wanted to stone him. He was even sought after by Saul, trying to kill him. And he went through a lot of discouragement. But in spite of it all, David held fast. David continued to praise the Lord. And that's why the Bible said that he was a man after God's own heart. He did not give up. He did not lose hope. He continued serving the Lord. Amen. Not only with David, we think of Jonah. Jonah was discouraged because God did not destroy the people of Nineveh. He was discouraged. And that's not a very good reason to be discouraged because we ought to be happy for people to come to know Christ and for their lives to be transformed and changed. But Jonah was not happy about that. But I think of the old hymn of the faith. He says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. 
Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And part of that song says, and maybe another stanza says, that we should never be discouraged, but we should take everything to God in prayer. And how true, my friends, when you know you have a God who hears, when you know you have a God who understands, when you know you have a God who stands by you and who protects you, then we should never be discouraged. We should be of good courage, the Bible says. We should be of good courage because God will strengthen our hearts. That's right. And that's what we have to surround ourselves with people of like passion, people who are I guess I'd use the word more stronger than us, who can encourage us in the Lord. Do not hang out with the same people that will, you know, tend to bring you down or make you more discouraged. Find people who can strengthen you. Another symptom of dying hope is disappointment. So in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desired fulfill is a tree of life. When you have longed for something, and it finally comes. There is all life and joy in you. You're excited when what you're hoping for come true. But when you have longed for something and it never comes, you get to a place where you're heartsick. You are disappointed that it didn't happen. But here we see again in Colossians 1 verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can expect the glory of God to shine in every area of your life including your family, your job, ministry, health, and finances. Why? Because Christ is in you. When you have Christ in you, you have hope, you have peace, and you have joy. I'm not saying that you won't get discouraged or you won't be disappointed, but because you have Christ in you, you know where to turn when you start feeling discouraged, you start feeling disappointed or anxious, you know you can turn to the word of God and that will strengthen and it will build you up in Christ. Amen. Now, God's word says, watch this now. Now, hope does not disappoint. I love that. It is true. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. God's love, that the song says, is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest. Man, listen, if we could only take all the water in the ocean with a pen and write, we would still run out of everything because of the love of God that has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us, given to us as a comforter, given to us as a guide and to help us through life. You may have experienced disappointed hope, but there is a hope that does not disappoint when you are conscious of how much God loves you, when you are aware of how much God loves you. And listen, man, I, I am here to tell you today that God does really love us. He does, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him, they would never perish, but they would have everlasting life. It is a hope that springs from the heart of God, who loves you 
very much. And in case you didn't know that truth, let me re-emphasize it in your heart and in your mind that God does indeed love you. Amen. And it's a good feeling to know that even though no one loves you, God loves you. Amen. You see, you may have just lost your job, but if you can say, Jesus loves me, this I know. You can also say, I believe that I will get a better job tomorrow because sometimes you may lose your job and you are disappointed, but there's a better job with a better pay waiting for you. And it takes you losing your job to get out there and get that better job and that higher paying job. And apart from God, it's an awful, hopeless place. It doesn't matter how much money you may have, or you look at someone and say, oh, they have all this money, they're happy, I wish I had that money. But if they do not have Christ as their savior, they too are hopeless, they are lost, because they do not have the joy of the Lord in them. With God's help, you can make it. We can make it when Jesus is in control of our lives. I want you to know that whatever situation you find yourself in at this very moment, there is hope. There is hope in none other but Jesus. I can talk to you about hope, but only Jesus can offer you the hope. Only him can give you that peace that you're longing for. You may not be able to see or feel the hope, but it is there for you. You have to take hold of it. So you may ask, how do we find hope? There is only one place where hope can be found, and that is in Jesus Christ. If you have never trusted him, I encourage you, I invite you to try him today for yourself. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I've trusted him, and I'm inviting you also to trust him as your savior. Throughout the Bible, we have the word hope, and there are many passages that support the word hope, and most of them are found in the book of Proverbs and in Psalms. So we want to show you from the scripture where you can find the verses on hope when you are feeling hopeless. I made mention of David earlier about being discouraged, but he wrote a lot of verses. He had the experience about hopelessness. And the first one we can look at is Psalms 39 and verse 7. And that's in the NIV version. He said, but now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. There's nothing I need to be searching for. Why? Because my hope, my assurance is in you. And that's powerful. When all else fails, you can say with boldness, my hope is a personal thing. My hope is in Jesus. Amen. Man, that's, a, that's a powerful uh, portion of the word of the Lord. When you think of that verse carefully, he says, what do I look for? My hope is in you. And I'm glad that the psalmist realized that his hope is not himself. His hope is not in man. His hope is not in organization, but his hope is in God. But look at Psalms 42 and verse 11. That's another great verse of scripture. I love it too. It says, why are you downcast? Powerful question. Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul, 
Why are you so disturbed? Why are you so disturbed within your own self? And the scripture gives the answer. Put your hope in God. I keep emphasizing through this lesson that our hope is not in religion, nor in man, nor in organization, nor in self, nor in business, nor in anything else. But our hope is in God. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Because the psalmist was aware. Now, when you put your hope in God, things will happen. When you put your confidence in God, things will change. When you put your trust in him, he will make a way for you. Why are you so disturbed? Even now, I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to you. Why are you disturbed? Why is your soul so cast down? Because of what somebody said about you. Because of the situation that you are in. You can come out of it today. Why are thou cast down, O my soul? Why are you disturbed? Why are you disturbed within your own self? Listen, man. If you are the person that I'm talking to, I came to tell you. Put your hope in God. Put your trust in God. Right now. Right now. And he will make a way for you. Glory to God. Praise God. Another powerful verse is Psalms 25 verses 4 and 5. And that's the New Living Translation version. It says, show me the path where I should walk, O Lord. Point out the right road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. For you are the God who saves me. Amen. All day long, I put my hope in you. I like that. David is saying, show me where I should go. Point out the road for me to follow because if I should lead myself, I will go straight. The songwriter says, lead me, guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I will not stray and lead me by your truth. That's why you and I must know the word of God for ourselves. So when the deceiver comes, we will know exactly what the words say. And we can let them know that is not what the word of God says. You got to know it for yourself. And he says, you are the God who saves me. I didn't save myself. You saved me from destruction. You saved me from where I was going, the path that led to destruction. You brought me back from hell. And he said, all day long, I put my hope, I put my confidence in you because you will lead me in the right way. Amen. Amen. But I tell you, the word of God is sweet. It is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Look at Psalm 25. Psalm 25 and verse 3. And I like that Psalm. I like that verse. It says, No one, whether you are rich or poor, whether you are black or white, whether you are young or old, whether you are bound or free, no one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. Mm, no one. Because God is of no respect of persons. He honors his word. And it doesn't matter who you are. If you put your hope in God, he said you will never be put to shame. If I were not somebody of hope, and I hear that now. You know what I would do, man? I would quickly run to the God of hope and ask him to fill me up to the overflowing with hope 
in my heart and with hope in my life. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. But your hope has to be in God. Not in your riches. Not in your wealth. Your hope has to be in God. That's right. So we look again in Psalms 33 verse 18. It says, But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. When we use the word fear, it doesn't mean afraid. It means the one who reverence him. The one who is in awe of him. But the eyes of the Lord are those who fear him. Those who reverence him. On those whose, whose hope is in his unfailing love. And we know that his love is unfailing. The steadfast love of the Lord never, ever ceases. His love is unconditional. He has that agape love. I may love you today and not love you tomorrow, but his love is unfailing. You can take it to the bank that God's love is unfailing. And because of that, I will continue to hope in the Lord. Amen. Now, look at uh, Psalms 119. That's Psalms 119 and verse 49. It says, Remember your promise to me. In the word of God, there are many, many promises. The promises of God, they are true. They are yea and they are amen. Because, my friends, it is impossible for God to lie. So now the psalmist is telling God, Remember your promise to me, for it is my only hope. Man, that is powerful. The psalmist is saying, I know what you said. Now I'm reminding you of your promise that you made to me, that you will protect me, that you will strengthen me, that you will hide me in the cleft of the rock, that you will provide for me, that you will lead me and you will guide me along the way. Remember that promise? Well, listen, that promise is my only hope, man, is what you said to me. That's my only hope. Glory to God. God, man, that's the word of the Lord that we have to re depend and rely upon and feast upon and live by daily, my friend. Praise God. So we do not need to be disappointed and feel alone. We can have hope because God's love in our hearts will ignite the flames of hope we have buried deep inside our hearts. Let me repeat that. God's love will ignite the flames of hope that has been buried deep inside our heart. Because God's word can encourage us as we read it, but you have to read it with great anticipation and faith. You got to use faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. And say, faith cometh by hearing and by reading the word of God. So Paul writes in Romans these words of encouragement. Romans 5 verse 15, he says, And hope does not disappoint us. No, it never will. But because hope will not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. I said earlier that God's love is unconditional. And God's love, here we see again, that he poured it out. Think about water you pouring out water in a cup you pour it out until it can hold anymore but he pour out his love into our heart but before he can do that you must accept him into your heart and into your life for that to take place amen 
and amen. Now, in Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, that's Romans 15 and verse 4, hear what it says. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. The word of God is our guide book. All scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine and for reproof and for correction and for instructions in righteousness tells us how we ought to walk. So he says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have. You need to go back and read that again, my friend. If you read that portion and you study it carefully, your faith will be strengthened. He says that it was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures. See, somebody is in pain or you can go to the word of God and, and read that. You are discouraged. You can go to the word of God and read the word. You are lost. You can go to do the word of God and read that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Glory to his name. I just want to share with you a few scripture verses that help us to understand what we need to do. Words like be strong, take courage, wait reverently, and tarry for that hope. These are all action words, and we need to work on these words. And Psalms 31 verse 24 says, be strong and let your heart take courage. All you who wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Psalm 119.74 says, Those who reverently and worshipfully fear, you will see me and be glad because I have hope in your word and tarried for it. So you must tarry for hope. Amen. Let me read uh, quickly Romans 8.24. Romans 8.24 says, But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he he?" already has. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. That's that's a nice verse for you to study. Hope, my friends, is more than a motivational thought or a fading daydream. Hope says nothing is impossible with God. It's an awareness that God is actually expecting, looking and longing to show you his goodness. These days, it's easy to be worn down by hopelessness. People lose hope when they, are, when they experience overwhelming loss, repeated failures, impossible situations, or when they are hurt by people they trust. Hope is a positive expectation that something good is going to happen to you because God's great goodness. Hope also enables us to endure hardship and long waiting periods. And God uses these times to develop characters and endurance in us. So as we close, I want to let you know that regardless of who you are or what condition your life is in, you can't function successfully without hope in God. If circumstances are bad, you surely need hope. And if they are good, you need hope that will stay that way. That's why Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for 
and hopeful and expect the Lord. So my friends, hope dares us to believe it thinks, you know what, things might just work out after all. So we want to encourage you to embrace hope on purpose. Amen and amen. Listen, man, thank you so much for joining us again today. Trust you were blessed by the teaching of the word of uh, the Lord. You know, my friends, we have promised we won't bring our broadcast to a close without again offering you Jesus. He says, today, if you will hear his voice, had not your heart. Father God, we just want to thank you for today. We thank you for your words. And we pray, God, for that one who is hopeless, the one who feel like giving up, that God, that you will strengthen them, you will surround people in their path, oh God, who can lift them up. We pray for that one who have never trusted you as Savior, that it will come to the saving knowledge of whom to know is life eternal. Have your way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And if you are blessed by today's word, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 404-964-2242. Or you can check us out on Facebook and you can also email us. So until then, go and be blessed. Oh.